So, our verse of the year uh, said, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And this is our sort of focus for today. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exile to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Just to say really quickly, uh, pagans in those days, uh, this was a Jewish writer writing to a church of of mainly Jewish believers, but with some non-Jewish believers uh, mixed in. That was just a word they used for others um, that that weren't living that life. um, And we'll talk about that uh, together. Um, In some older translations, what I love is that this passage, uh, it says, uh, I urge you as aliens and strangers, aliens and strangers, right uh, or, or foreigners uh, foreigners uh, and names and i want to just ask you a question dan if we can just flick on um what is the most alien or foreign place you found yourself in where like culture shock has hit you very hard some of you bless you are rightly going to say right here right now uh, and we love you and we're grateful that you're here <laughs> but just really quickly have a little chat to your neighbor what is the, the kind of craziest maybe you've gone to like a, a holiday somewhere and culture shock has hit you hard a place where you felt just most alien uh, and most foreign have a quick chat together just have a break from my voice for 30 seconds and then we'll hear if there are any good ones hello sorry let's hear some let's hear some any good examples any good examples a place where you felt most a- uh, james is always good at the back Travelling at 24, arrived in New Delhi, and it, I love, it was just a, and the words just faded away. It was just a, it was a lot. It was a lot. Nice, nice. Ollie? A Christian beach mission. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I say, just really quickly, as a kid, uh, we used to go to a beach, and there was a Christian beach mission. And like my, my dad's a, a church minister as well, and, and we were sort of gently encouraged to go. But I used to go and hide in the sand dunes. Just to, it was just like, I'm on holiday. Uh, I've grown up since then. Uh, anyone else? Yeah, yeah, Luke? <laughs> oh, that is a winner. Culture shock, a nightclub in Barnsley. Uh, yeah. uh, the most alien place I've ever been, uh, where I felt the most culture shock, like most like an alien or a foreigner, uh, was in a Haman in Morocco. Um, this is like a steam room. Uh, and it wasn't like one of the flash tourist ones. Uh, my mate Tim was, was working out there, and he said, oh, we'll go to the Haman, it's amazing, right? And, and I've got no clue what that word means or what we're going to do. And he basically just went, just bring your pants, And I was like, don't pick this, any of it. Um, (laughs) So I was like, all right. So we get to this place, and it's like a weird tiled kind of room, a bit like this, with lots of different areas. And and, and he goes, just just follow what they say, right? Now I'm looking around going, I don't want to touch any of these services. Like, um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay standing in the middle of the room. So he took me into this first room, this guy, he didn't speak any English. And he started to try and, like, press on the top of my head. And he was trying to get me to sit down on the floor. But I didn't want to sit down on the floor. Like, it felt like I was going to get, like, some kind of flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> so I was, like, resisting him, okay? And then he pushed me whilst doing, like, a judo trip. <laughs> pushed me on the floor. And then he started to take my clothes off, right? Now, I, genuinely, I, I was, like, when in Rome. Um, <laughs> or Morocco. No, I, I was freaking out. I was like, is this, am I being robbed who is this guy? I don't know him. And my mate Tim from the other room was like, just relax, go with it. And I was like, 
Tim, I don't know if I want to relax and go with it, but I did, and I was there, we'll say uh, swimming shorts, but pants. Um, then he just leaves me in this room that's a bit cold and a bit wet, and I'm just sort of fetal position on the ground. Five minutes go by, and I think, am oh, I meant to get up? And you know, I'm, Should I go? Okay. Then he comes back in with this like weird black tar that he then starts rubbing on my body. And I was like, mm, what is this stuff? It burns. Like, it genuinely, actually, it's really burning. And I was like, Tim, is it meant to burn? And Tim went, no. <laughs> and this guy's rubbing it. And then he went, like that. And I was like, what does that mean? And he was meaning, did he want me to do it in this area? I didn't know that. I thought he was nodding. So I went. <laughs> that was an experience for the both of us. All this is true. Then he rinses me off with lukewarm water and then moves me into a hot room that was so hot I couldn't sit down. But when I stood up, he pressed on my head again to make me sit down. Then he came back in with a mate and they had, I can only describe it as glass paper gloves on. And he scraped all the skin off my body, the top layer, Apparently this is like exfoliating. And he was like tutting the whole time. Apparently we Westerners, our skin needs to be exfoliated much more. There was like, it was like, you know when you wallpaper clean? No, when you strip wallpaper? Genuinely, I had rolls of wallpaper coming off my body. True story, some of you have done this, yeah? Then he rinsed me off and then just sat me in a room by myself. That's the end of the story. (laughs) Most alien I've ever felt. And it was weird. And it, and it was uncomfortable. And yet, the next day, my skin was glowing. <laughs> and by the end of my trip out there, I'd had three hammams. <laughs> and I'd started to learn how it worked. And it actually was a pretty glorious thing. Uh, really, really quickly, I've talked quite a lot today. Um, my encouragement, Dan, if we just flick on. Um, this, is, this is how Eugene Peterson um, sort of summarised uh, our passage in a different way. He says, friends, this is not your home. So don't make yourselves cosy in it. Um, don't... In- Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Live an exemplary life in your neighbourhood so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Then they'll be won over to God's side and be there to join in the celebration when he arrives. I love this. This is this encouragement for us who believe not to get too comfy in the world. And Annabelle, I know there is huge pressure at your age and stage to fit in and to just look ordinary. I want to encourage you, keep living not for this world. So so two really quick ideas, Dan, really quickly. Firstly, uh, as Christians, we are told to be uh, not of this world. That doesn't mean we don't care for it. That doesn't mean we don't engage with it. We really should do it far more. It doesn't mean that we deliberately try and look weird or odd or just deliberately try and provoke. But we should really test and and be really careful about the things the world says are important. My encouragement to you and to all of us is it's so easy, isn't it, to get sucked into things that don't really matter. And I want to encourage you that, that things that do matter are questions like, is there more to life than this? What happens when we die? Uh, is there really a God and does he want to know me? Those, those are key questions. Uh, secondly, really quickly, I want to encourage you that you are built for eternity. Um, this little bit talks about aliens, but it talks about sojourners or, or exiles. What that means is this time here will come to an end at some point and something new will happen. Exiles in, in God's Bible were people that had been captured and taken somewhere uncomfortable, where there was trouble and heartbreak, where they were told to do good, but then there was going to be a time when they were going to be rescued by a king 
and brought home. Our Christian belief is that, that God will return, that he will wipe away every tear, that death will be defeated, that sin will be destroyed. And I want to encourage you to live for eternity. In fact, I want to encourage all of you, live for eternity. Today, I just want to challenge you really briefly. If you've got two boxes, one for eternity and one for the here and now, which one's full? Which one's full? And if you suddenly think, oh my goodness, my box is empty, uh, really quickly, lastly, we have the ultimate spaceman, uh, Jesus, who comes to make a space for us to get close to God again. It says this at the end of 1 Peter, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he trusted himself to him who judges justly. This is Jesus not living in a worldly way and living for eternity. Okay, can you see that hopefully? He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin. That means not live world anymore and live for righteousness. That means for eternity, by his wounds, you've been healed. I want to encourage you with that today. Please mull on that. We'd love you to know more.